It's a new year, baby! There you oh, go. How wonderful! It is a wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year when it ends. Are you doing, uh, we didn't, are you doing, sorry, Why are you wearing why are you, why are you your gator? Oh, sorry, I, I meant to mention I put my gator back on. At this late stage in the pandemic, what are we, uh, 10 months into this thing? Yeah. I decided I'm a gator guy now. That's like the neck, it looks like a neck warmer and then you roll it up and it goes over your face. Too thick with three C's for a gator. My my neck is too thick. It's tighter on my neck. It's choking me. <laughs> it looks me. like it's really like it's pushing your nose down quite a bit. Right, I don't my, think it's about your thickness. I think it's just a little like it's just it's a small, small gator. I guess. And yeah. it's also like thin fabric. It looks I, like it, it's not really doing a whole lot. I thought it would look cool, but as you rightly pointed out, I look like Baltimore because it's pushing my big nose down. Yeah, it's like you just have the top part of the bridge of your nose right. left. And also, if you look at any um, uh, effectiveness level of any, like, uh, various types of masks or face coverings, mm -hmm. gator's right down below at the bottom. Yeah, because you have to, like, rub it up your face, and then it, like, <laughs> rolls weird. So all of that things, all the spit and everything is just kind of, like, there up in your biz. I don't know. It doesn't uh, seem like it works that well. It's, it's not to mention it's thin, right? It's yeah. like a thin material virus just comes right in and out of it. It's, like, between this and I – know, I know a guy who always is wearing a – Bandana? Yeah. Those are the worst. Number one, do you think it looks cool? It don't. Yeah. No, well, I'll take this goddamn yeah, thing take off. It off. Thank you so much. Number two, it's like because of the way that the fibers are so far apart, the microscopic driplets and droplets that carry virus just go zoop right through that thing. I find that I've got like a weird shaped head, so nothing like it's got it goes in a lot and you can't um like I can't have things all the way around, otherwise it just falls off. Because oh. I used to ski with bandanas all the time, oh, but yeah, they would yeah. just fall down Ugh. all the time. So it was kind of annoying. Mm. Yeah, that's why I like the mask around the ears. Jenny West, weird yeah. shaped head. That's you should put that on all your bios. Yeah they call me lumpy. I'm gonna make sure that it's on your tombstone for sure. Um, what were your best because we talk about like the best things that happened in 2020 or the wildest stories a lot in this podcast, but mm -hmm. personally, because this is the stuff we don't really get into on the radio. Yeah. Personally, how was your year and what was like the best moments for you? I didn't hate 2020. Um, I hated aspects of it, certainly. I hated that uh, our friends no longer work at this radio station. That really was a heartbreaking yeah. thing. That was really, really difficult. That was like one of the hardest days I think of my you know professional career was having to deal with uh, the layoffs of some people that we really love yeah. not working here anymore. Um, but in every other way beyond that, I, I really kind of embraced the opportunities that 2020 presented, mm -hmm. the so much increased downtime, the like the the pressure was off to do so many things because you could just couldn't. Yeah. So you could just focus on whatever you wanted to do, whatever self-care, whatever, uh, you know, like reflection you wanted to look at. I really embraced that a lot. I, you know, tried my best to uh, strengthen important relationships, mm -hmm. close relationships relationships in my life and make sure those were really thriving. And I am I'm 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 into the idea of it being a big reset, whether that's for all of society or just personally, mm -hmm. of like what does you know, we're gonna define our entire lives by before this and after this. Yeah. And so I really want to make sure that as we launch into the after, you know, that uh, it, it was a, a shift in the positive. Mm -hmm. And I think in a lot of ways it was for for me personally. So, um, uh, yeah, I, that, that was me, and I focused on that. The bum biggest bummer of all was not being able to travel, honestly. Yeah. I think it was, like, the two things I missed the most was live music and partying and those types of, like, 
especially festival situations. Mm-hmm. I thrive on those. And then the other thing was I didn't get to travel, which I love to do so much. That was a bummer. But I, you know, a couple of road trips around British Columbia. Those were really wonderful for me. Those were my favorite moments, I think. Yeah. I get to explore some places that were on my list, but that I never prioritized because I wanted to venture out further. Right. But BC is gorgeous and so nice. So those were my highlights. How about you? Yeah. I mean, very similar for me. It was nice to kind of take a deep breath because I think before, like, 2019, I think, was my my favorite year of my wow. life so far. I just yeah. had a lot of, like, positive changes. I had some big transitions in my life, mm. and I just started, like, focusing on myself instead of other people, and I was like, oh, that feels good. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. I like this. I'm going to do what I want to do instead of what other people want. Mm. So that was a really nice year for me, my 25th year. And then, um, but I noticed that I was just so, like, amped, like I was on a high for 2019 almost all of it and um i needed to really slow down because i was going way too fast you know just like socially i was just like every day i was just with people and i didn't have time to myself at at the end of it when i started 2019 being like i'm going to take time for myself but i did it in a different way where i was like oh all these things that i've missed out on i want to do but now it was like okay now sit down and think about what you're doing for yourself like internally instead of like externally if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. so a lot of reflecting a lot of little projects that i've been working on like i'm starting to work on my car which has been really fun with my partner he's been he has been doing like the rebuild of it but i've been like learning about it as well and i really enjoyed that and um yeah painting a little bit more um what else yeah, I mean, I did want to go traveling this year for sure. Uh, I haven't done any really traveling outside mm. of British Columbia. Like, yeah. I just went from school to this, so I was hoping for that, but that is okay. Um, what else has been good this year? You'll get to it. I went to Tofino at one point. That's awesome. Yeah, that was really good. Um, started doing audiobooks. That's a huge professional a jump. See, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been nice to kind of take a step back and just have some time. But yeah, it was it was still a really hard year, but I feel like I've been pretty okay and pretty solid. Like my mental health has been okay because I've been taking that time to kind of work on it outside mm. of, you know, the madness of it all. So, I'm thankful for that for sure and kind of learned new coping mechanisms. Yeah. And like how to deal with trauma and yeah, I think it's I think it's been helpful. I think that's really, really great. I, I hope my hope now as we look forward to 2021, I got a couple of hopes and dreams for me personally is like in the first half of 2020, even I really got good at using, um, in, you know, bettering myself and, mm-hmm. you know, in, in improving my physical health as like a big way to cope with the stress that came from, you know, un, un uh, being unsure about what life was going to be like and yeah. the, the weirdness of 2020. And then uh, the last half of the year, I, I slid back into being really unhealthy to <laughs> oh cope. Gosh. So that's how that goes. So yeah. I'd like to turn that right back around again for the new year. Resolutions are always that way for me. I always just spend the first half of the year kind of really focusing on that. So I hope I can get back into that routine. It's not an easy one. Oh, I so. feel you on that one. That one, especially, I think at the beginning of the pandemic, I took up running. I was doing boxing Mm -hmm. because classes were still open. So I was exercising every day. I was feeling the strongest I've ever felt. Wow. And then the classes got canceled and I cannot work out on my own. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I can't. I I really struggle with that. And I haven't been able to do it. I've done it twice in the last few months. Is that right? That's it for the boxing? Yeah. In the last, last, since the um, classes got canceled. Yeah. I really struggle with it and I want to get better at just like taking the initiative and 
working on my mental game when it yeah. comes to physical activity because yes. physical activity I love it and I I'm good at it. It's just the mental the mental aspect of it I'm not so good. It's such an interesting thing to think about that whether it's your physical fitness or uh, just good habits mm-hmm. or when it comes down to like your financial stability oh as well. Gosh, yeah. It all is has to do with your men, your mentality. Yeah. And where your brain is at and how good you are at, you know, sticking to either a budget or a meal plan or an exercise regimen or all it all comes down to like are you able to make the good choices and right. your brain just like plays tricks on you and tricks you into being lazy, totally. tricks you into spending money you don't need to all that stuff and it's all about where you're men- where you're at mentally. Well, if you think about it like you get a little like piece of dopamine like you get a blast of dopamine when you when you purchase an item it's sure. temporary yep. but that's why your spending goes so high so you must be missing that little like piece of you know inner happiness that you're yes. like you're trying to find and you're only finding kind of like that external temporary surface level happiness through purchasing mm-hmm. which i yeah i definitely was doing that especially at the beginning of the pandemic when i was super sad and as for like a victoria based thing for our town cuz we're a victoria based podcast so mm-hmm. let me just say that my wish for 2021 is like a really nice coming together and an understanding and a quit beacon and fighting with each other. Oh, yeah. That is my dream for 2021. Uh, th- I hope that this year was a big wake-up call for everybody of like how horrible we can ov- we can be to each other. Mm-hmm. So how about we turn that around? How we how about we treat each other with a lot of respect and, and uh, pull together as a community to face some pretty serious challenges that we are now feeling right now in yes, this town. Yes, and face those really hard things that we are just instead denying. Yeah. You know, face them and feel them. With some compassion. Yes, be empathy. Really nice. Oh, yeah. Can I think that was starting to dwindle off near the end of 2020 there. Okay. Well, let's get into this uh, little podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope you had a good holiday, and uh, we'll chat next week. It's Paul and Jelly. Jelly. Sorry, buddy. I like that. You can call me Jelly. I'm not I'm not gonna. Okay. Oh my god. We found like a little container of uh jalapeno jelly like way in the back of the Ooh. fridge. They were like, Oh, we got this for Christmas last year and we just were putting it on everything and it's delicious. So good. Yeah, it was uh going ham on a uh mango jalapeno jelly oh. on my charcuterie board. Oh for Christmas Eve. A little sweet and spicy. Yeah, so a little good. balance of flavors. Yeah. What is oh God bless Pectin for keeping jelly just forever in your fridge. Yes. Wanna talk about doomsday prepping? Load up on jelly <laughs> You'll be alive and feeling a little bit fancy. Yeah. Uh, so it is this weird week between Christmas and New Year's, but I've always loved this week, Jen, because mm-hmm. it's the look back week. Mm, that's so true. You look back at the year that was, and yes, I get it. Like 2020 was kind of rough. Understatement. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it still was a year and there still were other things going on as much as we were locked on our house. Um, I'm looking at an article right now that's the 50 weirdest other stories of 2020. Oh, so not related to the pandemic? That were not COVID-19. How refreshing. So there's a lot of these, but I figure, look, we're only on the radio for three days this week. We're, mm. I'm going to keep coming back to this. Okay. And we'll just like dip in here and there and have some rememory of uh, the year that was that wasn't COVID-19. So mm-hmm. let's rattle a few, uh, a few of these right here now. Number one, obviously, guess. Murder Hornets. Oh, my gosh. Right. Oh, this is, yeah, wild news, too. Yeah. Um, we were all worried about the Murder Hornets. I think because of the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were Murder Hornets on the ways. And, and then we kind of, the more you learn about it, they don't murder people. As much as you want to think of, like, mm-hmm. a hornet that's, like, the size of, I would say, a small dog. <laughs> like, taking out, like, a sword and getting you. Right. They murder honeybees. Right. Still bad. Mm-hmm. 
anyways, they're pretty much under control. You just vacuum them up and that's that. Yeah. And then there was like a developing story as well about honeybees or a certain species of honeybee that was using their poop as a weapon (laughs) against... That's the right. hornets? Yeah. Were they throwing the poop? or No, they were just like blocking up the door to the oh, hive, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, with poop. Yeah, and that was, was like... Stay like, away. It's smelly here. <laughs> and it was working. It was. Um, number two story. Everything is cake. Do you remember that? What? Yeah, people got really good at decorating cakes this year, I found. Every, yeah, it was such a wonderful thing. You know, every time I would turn on the internet... Someone would be carving into something like an apple or like, oh, look at this nice drink, a mm-hmm. cup of coffee. No, it's a cake. <laughs> there was the guy who had like a, had his arm right, all tatted up and everything, right? He had a full yeah. sleeve. It looked like his arm he carved into it. Ah! I know. Just watching the knife slowly dig into the skin and realizing that it's fondant or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And finally here, I don't really remember this story, but a University of Calgary researcher was like looking through these old newspapers and discovered a drink called Kronk that was apparently being advertised back in 1883. Kronk? And they're like, sorry, what is Kronk? Yeah. So... He did a bunch of research, obviously he's a researcher, and found the recipe for what is Kronk, Dr. Kronk's sarsaparilla beer bottle, okay? And so they they did it, Gold Garden Brewery in Calgary decided to brew it, this 100-year-old elixir, this, this old thing. Turns out Kronk, here's how it's described, was a lot like prune juice meets Jägermeister oh. meets molasses. Oh, no. Uh, I know a few uh, people who would actually enjoy that. Really? Yeah, I could think of, of a few. Mmm, Kronk. Goes really nice with the mango jalapeno jelly, actually. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, don't believe me, go to The Zone's Facebook right now. I posted a picture of a book that is absolutely real. You can look it up. You can buy it online. It's, it's um, uh, cheap right now, actually. The price just came down, apparently. <laughs> That's always a good sign. <laughs> The book is called How to Eat Your Christmas Tree. Oh, excuse me? Uh, Now, again, (laughs) it is the law on the radio that we need to spend this week discussing when you take your Christmas tree down. We'll get to it. Okay. But this is how you take it down. Eat it. We just have a little snack. (laughs) Apparently, according to this book. Fork and knife it. Some embrace Douglas fir pesto and eggnog. Mm. Others warn that some trees are poisonous and not that tasty. (laughs) Please don't eat your tree. (laughs) Like... uh, if, if you've ever taken a Christmas tree down, by the way, the last, very last thing I've ever wanted to do is crunch into it. It's just yeah. dropping needles everywhere, and it's just brittle. It's and covered in glitter. Still a little bit sticky from sap originally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that what the book is about? Is it about making maple syrup <laughs> of your disgusting <laughs> Christmas tree? Christmas tree. It's eating the stale popcorn off of it from the garland. Yeah. Okay, but there is, what were you talking to me about? About what? The tips. Oh, spruce tips. Yeah, all my hiking friends. Yeah. Uh, they always <laughs> tell me about spruce tips, and they always are looking for spruce tips when we're walking around uh, the mountaintops, and you just suck on them and you eat them, and they're kind of citrusy. Oh. And apparently they're really tasty. I know that uh, a local brewery, Il Sauvage, did a beer with spruce tips in it that they forged themselves. So no kidding. Maybe if you have a spruce, it would be okay to eat the tips of it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, listen, that sounds great. Uh, Douglas fir pesto also, yes, sounds great, but don't take our word for it. If you are going to eat your tree, <laughs> make sure to just get the book first. Because, again, the, the key word there is poisonous. 
But if you cover it in butter, it's going to be fine, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, for a while, we were working together and you were saying like, uh, oh, I'm going to go and really do the Christmas tree thing this year. You know, you don't usually do it, right? Yeah. And so you're like, uh, and I was you know, trying to give you tips. Oh, you got to get a real tree and uh, do all these things to it. And but, 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 but. And, and then you didn't do that. I didn't listen to you. No. <laughs> At all. I was there. I, I heard you, but I didn't right. fully listen. That's what happens um, a lot. Or take your advice, yeah. which is something I've been doing a lot lately, and I, I apologize for that, No, that's Paul. okay. You got to pick You give good advice, but um, what happened was I realized that with the cats that I have, that they would just destroy the Christmas tree, right. therefore destroying Christmas, and then, you know, it's actually kind of expensive to get trees. They're not cheap. They're not cheap, and the pickup, like I, my vacuum cleaner just broke, so all mm. the you know, maintenance of that. I was like, this is just isn't going to work this year. And that's okay. So yeah. I have a little mini one from the dollar store that I put up. Okay. And then I was cleaning out my closet and I found this big old piece of driftwood, you know, where they driftwood is usually found in the closet. Yeah, um, of course. Of course. So I found that and I did have a tree like holder, like the stand. So I was like, there you go. It's a Festivus pole. I'm just going to put some lights on it, hang some ornaments on it. Cause I did have ornaments. So I'm, then there you go. I had like a driftwood West coast Festivus this pole that I use wow. as a Christmas tree. It looks very bad, but <laughs> I love it, you know? Uh, there's so much about that I like. Oh, good. That is so West Coast. It's, yeah, I love and, it. And I think I'm just going to leave it. I'm just going to leave it there. It's just going to be part of my living room oh, for a okay. little while for right. a foreseeable future. Because it's not really Christmassy, you right. know? I could take off the ornaments and then just have the piece of driftwood with some lights on it. It's cute, you know? Maybe the cats will like it, you know? They can rub up against it. Do they? Yep. Now, I say this with absolutely no judgment at all, okay? If this, this year has taught me anything. It really is that just people got to do whatever feels right for them, you know, whatever makes them feel good, whatever decisions they got to make, right? Okay. But it is wild to me to see people taking their Christmas tree down even this early, <laughs> even like pre-New Year's. Mm. I get it if like your tradition is New Year's Day, Okay. Right? Yeah. You get day off before you get back to work, before we get back into the swing of things and the routine. Things feel like they're getting back to normal, kind of that, you know, January 2nd thing. That's like, okay, the holidays are over now. You can take the tree down. Mm-hmm. But before that, it just is wild to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I was seeing some reasoning behind it is that people just want to clean up after the holiday, right? right. Yep. Immediately, as soon as the holiday is done, let's not think about it anymore and let's clean up this mess because we've just been, you know, basking in cheese and meats or whatever right. for the holidays and opening presents and there's mess everywhere. And I can understand that would be, you know, stressful for some people. Sure. So that makes sense. But for me, I'm just going to leave it for as long as I can, my Festivus pool, because it feels good. And it's so dark out these days, and it's really nice to have some lights in the in the house and come home and feel cozy, and I'm going to try and keep that feeling for a while, I think. If we get scientific about it, that's exactly why Christmas lights exist in the first place. It gets dark at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. We need some way of keeping ourselves sane and turning a little cozy light on mm-hmm. in the house, and the tree is the nicest way to do that. And, you know, and the other lights, I have lights strung up around the room and everything. Yeah. Christmas lights, it's nice. It's cozy. I love it, too. But I think over the years, some people have actually got the opposite feeling that Christmas is a very stressful thing. So when they see Christmas lights, it reminds mm. them of Christmas mm, and they just really? want to get rid of it. See, here's what I do. Mm. And I'm not saying this is right either. This, I actually fight against what feels good for me, okay, just to keep with tradition. Oh, I don't mess with tradition. But traditionally, you know the song 12 Days of Christmas? 
Those 12 days start on Christmas. See, I thought it was a countdown to Christmas. I, I thought it was 12 days before Christmas, and then we're all getting excited for the turtle doves or whatever. But that's it. You start giving turtle doves on Christmas and then the 12 days after that. So like the traditional official end of the Christmas season is January 6th, 12 days out. And that's when I take mine down. Uh. Now, here are the problems with this. Number one, on this year, January 6th is a Wednesday. Yeah, that's inconvenient. You'll be working all day. You don't want to come home and have to do all that work. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to do that. Undecorating and hauling the tree outside. And then, you know, there's not going to be one of those chipping places open for charity. So it's what is going to sit in my driveway in the back of my truck for the rest of the week until I can get around to bringing it on the weekend. Or you could eat your tree. Or I could eat my tree. (laughs) As we talked about earlier, people are doing that. That's true. I could slowly start (laughs) eating it now and then still... uh, Yeah. And not only that, but like at a certain point on like, mm, I would say the third or fourth, the tree starts to become depressing. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, dude, get your life together. (laughs) Christmas is over. Yeah. But that's me fighting with myself being like, no, tradition says must do. Sounds like a lot of fun, Paul. (laughs) Yeah. It's great over my house. (laughs) Jen, I know that... uh, Kind of pre-holidays there as the winter rolled around, you know, the cold weather, you kind of get into puzzles, right? Yeah, I was trying to get into some puzzles. Um, started with like a 250-piece puzzle okay. for children. That one's for and kids, yeah. that was for a baby, and I was able to complete it. Good. Then I went straight to 1,000, and uh, that was that was too hard for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? Um, and it was a dragon scene, but there was just a lot of fire, a lot of one color of red, and it was mm. really difficult to... Uh, do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I gave up and I put it back in the box. There's nothing sadder than doing that, hey? You actually gave up on it? Oh, yeah. It was just taking over my uh, coffee table and my cats were getting at it. So I was yeah. finding, you know, puzzle pieces all around the house. It was a very sad scene. Here's the, I, as much as that is very sad, yeah, that is kind of a depressing <laughs> thing to give up and admit defeat to yeah. a puzzle. But um, I appreciate that you did that because, yeah, at my house, we started a puzzle. God, I want to say a full month ago now. Okay. And went really hard on it in the first evening. Mm-hmm. And then got to that tough part where, yeah, it's like there's a lot of one color. Mm-hmm. And then it's sat like that, and I don't think a single another piece has gone into it in the last three and a half weeks. Yeah. And it's just sitting on my dining room table, staring at us. Mocking us in a way, right? You're never coming back to this. No. You know, you have to put it back in the box. It's done. You know what's really been weird too is that it's a famous piece of art is our puzzle mm-hmm. called The Kiss. It's like an old French painting. And we keep seeing that everywhere now. <gasps> like in the background of TV shows cool. or like our, our friends will show us a picture of their house we've never seen and all of a sudden this painting's in the background. So it's like it's mocking us. Yeah, I was going to say that must feel terrible. It being like, oh, you still haven't completed. This is what it could look like. Well, here's something if you're good at puzzles. Heinz this year released, Heinz, of course, the ketchup people, mm-hmm. released a puzzle that's 570 pieces. So maybe there you go. It's a happy medium oh, for yeah. you. But, oh, here's the, the hinky. It's all red. That, that's exactly what I want to avoid. The entire puzzle is Heinz ketchup red. And that's it. That's wow. the puzzle. That's not even fun because when you're done, you don't get a pretty picture. You just get this red, this <laughs> pile of red. Oh, how boring. Remember ketchup? Yeah, I know. So this is wild to me, and I can't imagine a worse hell for, you know, myself. As <laughs> I'm not good at puzzles anyways. Right. Uh, we had a friend of ours, though, who actually got this for his son, said that his son loves ketchup. Aww. So as a gift for Christmas, he got the ketchup puzzle, and 
there are pictures to back this up. I saw on Twitter the kid completed the ketchup I'm puzzle. I'm so impressed. He did it. He said in like oh, just over two hours. That is speedy. It's incredible. Oh my so gosh. congratulations. What seems like a hilarious, weird, somewhat cruel, gimmicking, markety ploy mm-hmm. made some people's Christmas. That's so sweet. That Jolly kid, and bright and that red. That kid should get into like competitive puzzling. <laughs> It's up there with chess, right? Some, yeah, something like Get that. a Netflix special or whatever. Oh, my God. Can you imagine a Queen's Gambit-style show, but it's just kids who are good at puzzles? I'd watch it. <laughs> you know, just looking forward to things. I know a lot of people are looking forward to the new year, but also in a very, I don't want to say trepidatious way, <laughs> but just like, because I don't know about you, Jen, but at the start of 2020, I was like, Rolled in so guns blazing oh, red yeah, hot. Oh, yeah, me too. This is my year. What a fun 2020. How great. Yeah. Oh, my God. We get to all this thing. My, the new decade. I love this. Yeah. And then it just all got shut down. Uh, yeah, I feel that as well. I think like nine, 2019, I think, was one of my favorite years of all time for me. And oh. I was just like, oh, you know what? It's just going to keep on getting better at this rate. And then same for me. <laughs> it was like, okay, yeah. And I think it's the same for a lot of people. Um, but I, I, I just think it's funny how we as humans are like, like, new year, things are different starting the first day of the new year, even though things are just going to continue as they are. They yeah. could get better, but it's not like a snap and then everything's going to be great. So, yeah. you know, I'm kind of being realistic about like, don't get your hopes up too much, but, <laughs> you know, strive for positivity. Strive for a positive change in the new year, you know? Totally. Yeah. I think if as long as you're being relatively reasonable and mm-hmm. realistic and patient about things, it's really good and healthy for you to be looking forward to stuff. So like, number one, I am looking forward to the vaccine hitting our age group. Oh, yeah. Whenever that rolls around. And, oh, do you know what else I'm excited about? This is a weird thing, but. Okay. Every day we get numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, the numbers. Oh, the numbers, right? What's Dr. Bonnie going to have for us in the numbers? Oh, Ontario's numbers are bad. Numbers, numbers, charts and graphs. Now we're going to get a new number. I've already heard it. And it's the percentage of the population that is vaccinated. Whoa, yeah. So it's low. And this morning I heard it kind of in a negative way. It was like, Ontario, quit vaccinating people on Christmas. This is bad. Only 0.2% of all population vaccine. I was like, okay. But I heard that number and I was like, that's going to creep up. And, Mm -hmm. you know, over the next bunch of months, it's going to creep, creep, creep until we get to that like tipping point, which I think is around 70% Mm -hmm. for it's like we party again. That's right. And right now we're just looking at like Pfizer vaccine. And now that Moderna is starting to, you know, Mm -hmm. make its way across Canada, things are going to be picking up big time. So, so I can't wait to get that shot in the arm. Uh, That's one thing I'm really looking forward to. And then if you want to start thinking about trips and travel, and we were thinking about like, are we going to have a softball team this year? I don't know. That's all great stuff to think about for 2021. Since I was a kid, Jen, Mm -hmm. I've always had a weird kind of a fear of ceiling fans. Why? Because what's keeping them up there? I don't (laughs) have a good understanding of engineering. They're planks of wood that are just spinning. And of course, too, like with a lot of things that you're afraid of, I would take it to the extreme. So I would, you know, especially if a a fan was ever a little wobbly, Mm. I would click it up to the fast as it would go and then just like (laughs) let it wobble and wobble and then imagine it falling and then the spilling rotary blades of death just 
cutting my head off or killing me or, or you know what I mean? I'm like I'm terrified of that. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. The blades going flying and then these insane projectiles crashing through your house. Yeah, it's not like they like sharpen the blades or anything, unless you've been doing that yourself just to amp up the fear. But yeah, if you think about it, it is like a boat propeller and you would never go near one of those. Oh my God. That's <laughs> another thing. That's another one. I'm, I'm always so afraid to get up on the swim deck at the back of a boat because of the prop. Ooh. Yeah, spooky. <sighs> okay. Just so you're aware right now, my worst fears are coming true across the country. What do you mean? About 5,000 ceiling fans sold at the Home Depot have been recalled here in Canada. Why? Reports of blades falling off while spinning Hitting people and causing damage. Oh, no. That's that's pretty scary. Do we have a model, a make and model? To yes. Ch- people to check their ceiling fans? Yes. Check your ceiling fans if you bought a ceiling fan recently. Hampton Bay Mara 54-inch ceiling fans in matte white or matte black. I'll get mm-hmm. the model numbers for you as well if you want to text in, if you're worried about your ceiling fan. The ceiling fan blades can detach during use, posing an injury hazard to customers. Wow, that they're just saying an injury hazard and not a death okay, hazard. Well, because no one's died from it, and I don't think anyone could. But Thank God for that. Yeah. I uh, have a, an interesting fascination with uh, ceiling fans. Really? Um, well, as a kid, I actually, we quite liked them because we had this game that we would play, which I do not recommend you do if you're listening and wanting to learn a new game. Don't oh listen boy. to me. Oh, boy. We would um, attach strings to the ceiling fan. Okay. And then get pop cans. And you know, the tab, we would, you know, tie it up to the tab there. But first, we'd fill the pop cans with rocks. Oh, my and God. And we were like violent girls. It was me and my <laughs> sisters. And we, we would like push each other into the ceiling fan. Bombarding. We called it bombardment, is what we called it. And yeah, so we would uh, try and avoid and dodge the rocks as they were swinging from the ceiling fan. So I don't think we would be good siblings because you would have to deal with that and you have that fear. So, wow. Yeah, that don't do that though. Awesome. It's very dangerous. As I look back now, I was like, why did we ever do these things? It's so dangerous. It's a lot of days where I'm just like, Jenny could beat me up. She's a lot tougher than me. She's. Legitimately half the size of me, and this is why because you were playing pop rock can bombardment. <laughs> I've been training my whole life. Oh my god! I was just very impressed with your bombardment training. That is like medieval melee training. So you're good for the zombie apocalypse. So uh, <laughs> you're one up on uh, Mr. Fear of Fan Blades. So. Yeah, because I'm imagining they always had when you see those medieval movies and the training montage. Mm. They've got the like apparatuses and these crazy machines where it's a bunch of dummies and punching. Yeah. Like I'm imagining like boxing gloves on sticks that just swoosh out and punch you. <laughs> yeah. and you have to dock, dodge, and like dive one of them. those like wipeout obstacle courses. Yeah. very similar vibes. Well, and that's what I'm kind of imagining. You got five fan blades. You got ropes of various lengths. Yeah, and cans with various weights of rocks. So they're all swinging at different things. Right. And you are doing dodgeball, dip, dive, dodge, duck, and like. That's what you're doing. Yeah. So no, you are ready for the zombie apocalypse. You are good. Thank you so much. I'm really hoping so. Yeah. I imagine there's no injuries, but was there no. any ever any close calls with bombardment? Okay. Well, do we want to get into this? Because yes. <laughs> well, we we do. We want we want to hear. Okay. So my one sister, she was prone to accidents. She was always the one that got hurt in this, and it <laughs> yeah. was the middle child, obviously. Um, and we. Got her in the hospital three times in, like, a month. Oh, nice. So it got bad that my parents were actually questioned because we were so violent as kids because we would just, like, make up these wild games. My sister got stitches on her on her forehead 
from jumping on the bed because we played a <laughs> game where you'd like jump across beds because we slept in the same room. Yeah. And then um, she got a huge scar down her back where she got stitches as well. Again, from jumping on the bed. And I broke her pinky one time because we were playing How Far Can You Jump? Sweet. I love it. I mean, a parent's <laughs> nightmare, really. But, yeah, we were we were pretty wild. Your middle sister, she's not going to fare so well. Sounds like she's a little bit delicate compared to you and whoever was oldest and whoever was youngest. She is actually the toughest oh, is she? out of us. Yeah, because she went through the most as a kid, right? So she's like... Oh, I can take anything. This is this is nothing. You guys really tenderized her. <laughs> this tracks for me for sure. The, yeah. yeah, this kind of behavior would toughen you up in a She's weird in way. She's in real estate now, so yeah, that kind of shows your mind. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. I, I appreciate the training. If my uh, my girls were a little bit younger, I'd put them through it. The rivers of uh, bombardment, just so toughen them up, prepare them. But... <laughs> I will say it was never our parents making us do this. We would hide it from oh, our no, parents. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like mini obstacle course. In order to make it to the kitchen, you got to, like, go down the hallway with yes. three fans with spinning rods. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's so good. Okay, what's worse? Because you did – I, me and my siblings and cousins were doing similar things, but yeah. I guess we're just – maybe we're tougher, maybe we're bigger, whatever. Mm. But we were doing these things, jumping from bed to bed, you know, falling down the stairs, craziness. But we wouldn't damage ourselves. We never had to go to the hospital, never got anything got broken or anything. But I always was damaging the house. I broke oh. so many bed frames. I, you know, went through so many walls. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, like, growing up childhood house, before my dad could sell it, he had to, like, go through the whole house and patch up professionally so many holes because... Of the like, replace a door because I went through oh it hard gosh. one time. Put my shoulder into my door and just like a huge. Do- so, kids are nuts. Yeah. Bottom line. Oh my gosh. Most of my destruction was outside. Lots of stitches, lots of various things. But oh. me and my friends, we built a catapult. <laughs> Semi operational. We used a sawhorse, a boat trailer, and his mom's colander. What? And we were able to launch compost a great distance much farther than we thought our our math wasn't great when we were that young (laughs) of course that's complex yeah that's what we used and we his mom's colander she we never told her hopefully she doesn't listen but there was always that one drain hole in the bottom of the colander that was a little bit bigger she probably never figured out why the spaghetti would always sneak out through that <laughs> one hole because that's where the screw went through to actually attach it to the plank. Wow. That's so funny. Oh, my. Yeah. And gross. So we are uh, we're prepared. I don't know what it was. Your parents just let you run wild so yeah. you'd be ready for whatever comes. Wild, dude. Uh, well, so thank you so much. This is a great chat. Good to walk down. <laughs> Horrible memory lane with you a bit. Well, I'm gl- glad I could add to your trauma. You guys have a great day and a uh, happy new year as well. Oh, you as well, Thank man. you. Take it easy. A filmmaker or a video editor from here in Victoria clipped together all these great clips. It's about 11 minutes long of movies filmed uh, here in Victoria. That is so amazing. I feel like every time anything is filmed here we're all so excited about it but it happens so often mm-hmm. so having it all in one place is great i'm sure that was quite the mega reddit thread that was created or something for for that, him to get all of these movies some totally. of them went from the 70s and yeah. earlier yeah yeah because i i was watching it and i was like okay i've never heard of 
any of these movies. <laughs> yeah. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Oh, Bird on a Wire. Okay, I remember I watched that when I was a kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, funny. Okay, no, no, no. Oh, Deadpool. Yeah. For one second. That was a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and no. Uh, oh, and then I never, because we knew that they were filming, was it last year, The Twilight Zone? Yeah, I was going to say. And that one is uh, not just as in Victoria, it's like right in the Inner Harbor. It's so obviously Victoria. It's pretty yeah. wild to watch. And uh, some scenes like filmed in Bastion Square as well. Yeah. That was a popular location for people to film in. Um, I like the ones where there was like meteors hitting the buildings yes, yes. and like everything was kind of going wild there. The editing effects and everything like that. It was kind of cool to see Victoria in that way and scary, yeah. but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would happen if aliens were throwing meteorites? <laughs> Square. Now yeah, I know what cool. it looks like. It's an 11 minute uh, YouTube video. If it also included all the Hallmark movies. Oh my gosh, I was hoping it would. Seems to not. Yeah, because there's like hundreds, isn't there? Yeah, the, the YouTube video would be one of those like 100 hour long videos. It would just be like its own Christmas movie. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. It would all be in Fernwood Square. Yeah. Yeah, outside the Belfry. Uh, okay, when you watch the video, did you notice? A lot of, and like through the decades, Vic High. Mm-hmm. The, the field round back in the bleachers. Right. Of where you and I have pandemic partied. <laughs> Which is just, yeah, beginning of the pandemic Weird. where we had to hang out outside. Yeah. Um, yeah, all the adults drinking on the bleachers like they did back in high school. <laughs> what a sight that was. Yeah, what, really. in March? <laughs> I know. But did you see that was like, that was a, a filming spot. Back in the 70s and again more recently in the 2000s. Right. I wonder if it still will have that sort of charm once it has uh, all the renovations done for that field. Because it's going to be brand spanking new. Really? Yeah, they're getting rid of the bleachers. No. Yeah. Oh, it's got such a classic look. Right, but it's just falling apart. Mm -hmm. Maybe too many adults drinking (laughs) on it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, big shout-outs to this guy. William Wilkinson is his name on YouTube, uh, who put together this really cool montage of all these movies and TV shows that were filmed here in Victoria with the nice scenery. One really great piece of news that uh, dropped today, a welcome next step in the hopefully uh, slow end of the pandemic, is that another vaccine got approved over in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, the UK approved, and and especially right when they need it too, because they're dealing now with this new strain over there and everything. Uh, it approved the Oxford AstraZeneca coronavirus vaccine. Couple of great things about this vaccine is that you don't got to keep it so cold. Okay, that's good. Yeah, you just put it in a regular fridge, mm-hmm. um, which is great. It's pretty easy to produce, and get this too. It's cheap as chips. Mm. Did you know that, I mean, we don't really think about what these things cost because obviously our like governments are just going to get them and roll them out, right? Yeah. That's just how we you know get back to all the regular stuff and, and what we need to do. But did you know that the Pfizer vaccine costs like 20 bucks a dose? Wow. And think about like every single person needs, I think, two doses of that thing. Holy, yeah. So that can really add up, right? Because AstraZeneca is not selling this thing at profit, they're like pretty much giving it at cost. Mm-hmm. This thing is only three bucks a pop. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, it'll be a lot easier to get that out to all parts of the world that you know desperately need it that can't afford, uh, you know, forty dollars per person essentially mm-hmm. for a vaccine. That is so great. It's yeah. really good. Um, the the one thing I did hear about it is that it is a baby bit quirky. 
Okay. So a quirky is like, <laughs> like a personality trait, right? Yes, like, yes. I don't know. I think of someone who's like giggly and like kind of weird, mm-hmm. but charming. Yep. So is that... Is that what we can describe it as? <laughs> is that what they mean by that? <laughs> I know. It was a reputable news company as well that said it. So I was like, okay, quirky. What is the quirkiness about it? Yeah. It's just a little thing. Look, don't get me wrong. If if I'm lined up and they're like, uh, we got you an AstraZeneca here. Is that cool? I'd be like, just get it in my arm, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently it's like uh, there's there's different efficacy rates of like if you get half of it, Mm-hmm. You only need one dose, but if you get half and then wait two weeks and then another half, then it gets all the way up to like one oh, half okay. is 60%, then two halves, two weeks apart is 95%. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I don't really understand it, but yes, I know what you mean when you're saying quirky. Quirks. Quirks. That's right. Got it. Hey, um, does it make me immune from deadly virus? Yes. I'll have it. Yeah. <laughs> Quirk all you want. A zoner named Jen texted in though mm-hmm. and told us to Google... The vaccine with the chimp poop. <laughs> and so I'm looking right now, and it, this seems legit to me, but the way that they made this vaccine was they isolated the cold-causing adenovirus that was isolated from the stool of chimpanzees <laughs> and modified so that it no longer replicates in cells. And from that, they took it, and that's how they developed So the it's not like they're putting, like, chimpanzee poop in the vaccine and shooting it in. Yeah, it's just like that was part of the process is they had to... Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. <laughs> People see that. And like, you really want to put chimpanzee poop in you? Yeah. You're not gonna get no. there to the clinic and see that the vial is a little muddy. No, you're not. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry about. It. Also, even if it was, who cares? Do you know what? <laughs> Have you ever had that coffee that goes through the digestive tract of the no, but of isn't the serval it like animal? One of the most expensive coffees out there because that's it's right. been digested by a panther or whatever. That's right. That's right. <laughs> or puma. What is it? It's yeah. That's right. It's di- it goes through the digestive tract and then then they farm it out of the poops of the right. kitty cat in the jungle. Delicious. It's really yummy. You've had it. Yeah. Did you order it online? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And then like, uh, yeah, a friend of mine worked for a company that made it and she brought it over to me. And, oh, it was wonderful. Wow. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. So. That's good. Anywho, <laughs> big, big question, of course, still, and I ask this myself all the time because over Christmas I just started thinking about when am I going to see my family again mm-hmm. as we're just FaceTiming all day and everything, and when am I able going to be able to hug these people? And, so, and you know, with all this talk of vaccine, it's like when's it going to be our turn, right? Oh, yeah. The big thing to think about right now, and just keep this in mind, is number one, you're going to hear different things coming from different parts of the country. That's just how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Different provinces have different rollout plans. So we'll keep an eye. It's, if, the last time I keep looking at the BC website, they're just like, not yet. Yeah. Just, it's coming. We'll let you know. And they're thinking, and this is what I was reading today, for most of the country, you can plan for safely fall. Okay. The end of summer, fall. Kind end of, of summer, fall. Okay. This is when they're going to start rolling out to the general population. Yeah. You know what? That's okay. I'm cool doing all of these, you know, pr- like protocols, like having all these protocols in place until then. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I know right now a lot of people are frustrated because they're seeing other people get it instead of this person and they're comparing when people should get it. Yeah. Just know that we all are going to have the opportunity to get this vaccine. Yep. So uh, it's like I was telling you earlier, it kind of reminds me of like when you're waiting in the terminal to walk onto the BC ferries and everyone stands up and tries to get to the front, even though you're all going to get on the boat. Yep. You know, it's yep. sort of like that. We can just sit and wait. We can sit and wait. Yeah. Damn. I full on 100% didn't know what day it was this morning. Yeah. I felt so bad. 
you came in and you were so excited. You're like, you know what? At least we have tomorrow off, Jen. And I said, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. And you just like almost fell to the ground. Like your head like hit the desk. Yeah. I felt I felt so bad to break that news to you. I mean, it's one thing that, yeah, we had to get up early and come into work, but it's more I was so disappointed with myself that, like, yeah, a lot of people right now don't know what day it is. Yeah. Like, it's just one big, long blur of time, some sleeping, some waking. Sometimes it's dark. Sometimes there's sun out a little bit. <laughs> there's cheese going in your body at yeah. all times. Someone dropped off to us last night another basket of, like, goodies and homemade oh, treats. Oh, blessing. So we're just... We're just still on that train. Great. Am I, right? Just like sugar, cheese is all you consist upon. Yeah. Watching, couch, bed. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so I get it. But I have to come to work every day. I have to, part of my job is knowing what day it is. That's fully, yeah, fully one of the forgot. main things we need to know. Today is Wednesday, December the 30th. And sometimes we talk about the weather on the radio. I legit was like, where the hell's my paycheck? <laughs> this morning, actually. <laughs> Anyways, we get a, a whole nut extra day. I feel like I've been given the gift of time to run through this little walk down memory lane mm-hmm. of um, this, the stories, the weirdest stories that happened in 2020 that have absolutely nothing to do with COVID. Okay. So let me just get through a few of these here for you. Uh, do you remember, I know we were both into this, but in the early part of the year, I think it was pre-pandemic, the best show to watch was Love is Blind. Oh, I'm so happy that this year people really, and even the year before, people are really diving into reality TV because that is like my sweet, guilty pleasure. Yes. I love reality TV so much. Yeah. So it's been nice that there's been a whole bunch of different variants of it, varieties. The Love is Blind, if you can't remember, the people had to like go on dates through a screen so they couldn't see each other. Yeah. The thing that always bugged me about that show, it was like, Every single one of the people was very traditionally attractive. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not oh, like yeah. there was even quirky looking or somewhat odd. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone was very symmetrical. Very symmetrical. But, you know, there is something about, you know, that a- attraction in person when you actually see someone. Uh-huh. You know, someone might find one person attractive and not the other person attractive kind of thing, right? So it right. was wild to see them finally meet in person and uh, see if that attraction was still there. Well, well, you know, I think that because it was so popular, that's why a lot of people had the optimism to get through the hard times of the next 10 months. This <laughs> yeah. Love is Blind. Okay, let's rattle through a few of these here because I'm really loving the look back at the year and it's it would be too easy to just look back and be like, COVID happened, stop bothering me. But other things <laughs> happened this year, right? Yeah. So let me get through a few of these here. Um, people love to say and personify 2020 as a garbage fire or a dumpster fire? Right. There legitimately was a little uptick in uh, a bunch of gar- dumpster fires <laughs> in various cities across the country. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know why. Uh, Mothpocalypse. Do you remember this? It was oh. mostly in Vancouver, but we did feel the effects of it here too. That's right. Way more moths than usual. Right. They're harmless moths, right? Oh, totally. Well, I guess they could probably put holes in your clothes if they get into the closet, but. I don't know. Yeah. Looking up at the lights and there'd just be, what is it? What is a bunch of moths? Flocks? A flock of moths? I'll let you Google that. Okay. <laughs> uh, the monoliths, of course, is on this list. The monoliths yeah. that showed up and was a mystery. And then, of course, we called it. 
You know, you and I, the day it happened, we called it was going to be some dumb prank or like a marketing gimmick. And sure enough, it was. It was like these dudes who just do pranks for fun and then they would sell you one of these things for $40,000. And now I've seen copycat things all over the place. Did you see there was like for Christmas a gingerbread monolith down in San Francisco? Oh, really? That's really cute. Yeah. Did someone eat it? Yeah, you, yeah, there were people taking like Instagram pictures of themselves taking bites out of it. So yeah, of course someone ate it. And I thought here in Victoria, if there was a monolith, it would be made out of those bike to goes, <laughs> abandoned, just uh, melted down. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you find out what a I, group I of moths is? <laughs> I'm having a really hard time googling right now. If someone okay. want to do that for me? You can text in to two five zero four seven five zero nine one three. How do I Google what a group of moths is called? <laughs> Someone study moths at UVic want to text us right now? Thank you. Finally, one more here. Twiggy the illegally water skiing squirrel. A water skiing squirrel was banned from several Canadian cities for participating in the sport illegally. Oh! That's right. So, although it may be the cutest, most fun thing to watch, a squirrel on water skis? Yeah. Illegal! How did they get to know that? You know, what was the process to getting a squirrel to do that? Because it doesn't seem like it would be the right thing to do, is put them on skis and... Yeah. Tie them to a rope and pull them behind a boat. <laughs> also, did the squirrel get a ticket in every one of the cities? Like a little tiny, cute squirrel-sized ticket? Yeah. Well, then great. <laughs> we have some important news. Mm-hmm. We found out what a group of moths is called. Right. Uh, Curtis from the Victoria Butterfly Gardens, just the person we want to hear from, yes. says that uh, moths are called an eclipse when they're in a group, and butterflies, they're called a kaleidoscope. Wow. How wonderful, hey? I love that so much. It's so magical and mystical, those two. I love when they make sense and feel right. Yeah, I think those two feel right. That's really good. It's like a murder of crows, right? It just feels right. Also, we found out that uh, the water skiing squirrel was not banned specifically because it was water skiing. Oh, okay. It's not like a bunch of water skiers got together and were like, you show me in this rule book where it (laughs) says a water squirrel can't water ski. Uh, Cities like Toronto, Vancouver, uh, specifically prohibit the domestication of squirrels. Yes. So let the squirrels water ski in nature where they belong. Naturally. Yes. Okay, great to follow up with that. It's really good. I hope no one's just tuning in now being like, what What are they talking? Who are these two people also? Where's Tony Jason? (laughs) One more day and it's 2021, baby. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Well, I want to talk about some... uh, New Year's Eve plans. Maybe we'll save that for tomorrow. Again, mm-hmm. I did think it was tomorrow today, so maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. But uh, we are looking forward into 2021, and uh, hopefully it brings some changes and some shifts and some all that good stuff, you know. But we were looking at, like, what's stuff going to cost? Yeah. We did see some fluxing going on with prices of just stuff that you buy all the time through 2020 because, obviously, you know, the pandemic did stuff and had all these <laughs> weird repercussions yeah. to the economy. So here's what you can expect to spend a little bit more on. Number one, groceries. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Essentials, right? Like meat, vegetables. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. They're looking at a two to two and a half percent raise in Oof. food prices for 2021. Uh, retail in general. And you know what a little bit of the retail has to do with is it's just more expensive to run a retail place right now. Yeah. Especially if you have a storefront. Yeah. Yeah, a lot I of mean, people moving online. 
a lot of people doing that. A lot of, you know, the extra protocols aren't cheap. Putting plexiglass oh. up everywhere, putting hand sanitizer out the front. I know it's not like a super huge expense, but all that stuff adds up, right? Especially for small businesses, yeah. Yes, absolutely. We already got the phone call this morning. The gas prices in Victoria just went up 10 cents. Yeah, someone called in saying that uh, one of the gas stations is up at 129 now. Last week was 119. 119. Yesterday was 119. <laughs> um, I can't really get a straight answer out of gas prices. 2020 was very weird. Things went up and down and up now again. Uh, but energy prices, they say, are generally on the rise. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. One of the biggest topics of this area, absolutely, is mortgage and housing prices, right? <sighs> yeah. Interest rates are like at an all-time low. They've never been this low, and they're expected to remain that low until at least 2023. Okay. So what happens, though, when you get low interest rates is home prices themselves go up. So I look at home prices a lot because I one day want to get in that market. Yeah. And in the last few months, houses, like actual houses and pieces of land have gone up so much. Well, and you have a little theory about that. I have a little theory about it. Makes sense. But this is just in my own mind. There's no science behind it. But I'm thinking that people are kind of feeling cooped up in their apartments because they're spending so much time at home. And they're like, I just want some land. I want my own space. I want to be able to spread out a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's my theory. Because condos seem to be like at, you know, the same price. Yeah. Hasn't changed too much. Interesting. Yeah. There's also a ton more going up. Mm. Like downtown Victoria yeah. these days, I like I don't go down as much as I used to, obviously. But every time I go, I feel like, oh, am I living in a new city that's like full of skyscrapers? <laughs> right. Like just so many buildings are flying up. And mm-hmm. finally, I can't wait to do some traveling and I will be on a plane the second I get that second vaccine in my arm, whatever I need. <laughs> like my first it'll be like my packs, my bags will be packed in the trunk clinic straight to the airport type of thing. I can't wait to travel again. They're saying that prices for international flights spiked in some cases earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the overall cost of airfare has fallen as much as 35 or more percent in recent months. Mm. But I have to imagine that's going to bounce back because I can't be the only one desperate to get on a plane. I have a feeling that, yeah, I was thinking that it would be a lot more because all these airlines are needing some money back. Yeah. But so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Take the money you save on interest rate and <laughs> put it into a vacation to Newfoundland. What a confusing time. <laughs> yeah. This guy uh, is in a little hot water, and I just want to chirp him right now. It's fun when the whole country has, like, one or two people that they get to chirp, and everyone's kind of on the same page to chirp. Okay, yeah. Now, do you have the story in front of you who exactly this guy is? He's, like, and he's a big wig when it comes even to, like, the rollout of the vaccine and everything in Ontario. Mm. He's, like... A minister there. We're talking about the finance minister, Rod Phillips. Right. He said, sorry, on Tuesday <laughs> night <laughs> for taking a trip to the Caribbean. Now, did he say sorry from the Caribbean? Oh, he's like, he's not he's back on a yet. Zoom call and he's like on a beach yes. drinking a pina colada. I'm so sorry this happened. It was a total accident. Somehow I was on the plane and then I just ended up in this beach on a Caribbean island. I'm so sorry. I'll be back on Tuesday. <laughs> Here's a couple of thoughts I was having. Number one, yeah, I hope he was on a Zoom call because what are the chances he even, like, packed a suit to, to go yeah. to the Caribbean? So he was probably in, like, a, I'm imagining, a, like, a Acapulco shirt, like, just a bunch of flowers and a little chest hair popping out. Yeah, you know what? This isn't the only incident 
A lot of people took some holiday vacations, oh, uh, including a liberal member of Quebec's National Assembly. Uh, <laughs> went to Barbados. Oh. Yeah, that was Pierre Arcand. What did Arcand. you love to? Um, says, <laughs> you know, it's one of the safest places in the world today, so uh, I'm sorry. But he also apologized. Yeah. Is he coming home? Yeah, I guess so. The Ontario guy... <laughs> I heard it on the news this morning. They were like, he did say that he booked his flights before, and I was like, oh, are they going to say before March 2020? Yeah. Is that what happened? Did you book them back in January, dude? No, it was before the current lockdowns. The current ones. The current... Okay. Yeah. Before I guess, like, you are technically allowed to do that. It's just, it's... It's hard to see it from people who are putting the, you know, protocols in place mm-hmm. when they're expecting everyone to not do that and mm-hmm. only do it if it's essential. So it is like frustrating to be like, okay, well, we're going to sit here as you go on your beautiful vacation and uh, we're not allowed to do that right now. We couldn't see our family during Christmas, but you mm-hmm. can go to Barbados. That's cool. That's cool. It's kind of. Look, I'm sorry it's a crummy thing about being a politician, but you mm-hmm. are held to that higher standard. You're yeah. supposed to be setting an example. You're putting these things in place, and you're supposed to be out there doing it, showing people this is the way. Mm-hmm. Not flying to Barbados and then apologizing in your flip-flops <laughs> over Zoom. I'm sorry, yeah. dude. Just it. use one of those backgrounds with the beach behind you and pretend you're in Barbados <laughs> or the Caribbean. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it, by the way, can that trend, I think, go away? <laughs> Because I think it was fun for the first, like, minute in Zoom calls. And now I'm like, okay, we're on a serious meeting here. I know that's not real behind you. You're not at the Eiffel Tower. Show us your house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Brian's been calling it the void between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, definitely a void. I love it. We can just Mm -hmm. call it void week from now on and totally you get it. Yeah, totally. I like that. Feels like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is really fun, though, too. I always love this year. I love the total relaxation um, of the week. I love resolution doesn't start till next week Mm -hmm. so you can still be picking off all the leftovers and the treats and cookies and cheeses. I want to say, because I forgot what day it was today, I want to say, I want to coin a term. I have something what's called borson brain. I love borson so much. Because I've eaten like I bought myself for Christmas two full wheels of borson. No one else in my house eats it. Oh, That's just for me. Wow. I've had, I think, about the same, too. But I split it between three people. So Right. That's yeah. somewhat reasonable. So I still got borson still left. Yeah. We are looking back at the year that was 2020, and we are uh, loving all the stories that had nothing to do with COVID-19. But in a way... All of these stories, I feel like everyone was in such a weird mood because of pandemic Mm -hmm. that these stories were able to come more to light. Yeah, I found that every story had some relation to the pandemic just because of timing, really. So see if you can feel the connection in these stories here um, that happened this year. Everyone became obsessed with the 12-foot skeleton from Home Depot for a Halloween decoration. That's right. And I loved to see people repurposing the skeleton for Christmas time and making it like a very tall Grinch or a big old Santa Claus, a 12-foot Santa. You know, I think that's great to see. That's the very next um, art, or like thing on this list. Oh, really? Is Yeah, 12-foot Home Depot skeleton, but make it Christmas. Yeah. One, yeah, I love all the different dressing ups of it. My most favorite one, the most creative one, was someone turned the 12-foot skeleton into the gro- ghost of Christmas future. Oh, cool. Right, so black robes on it, and then they had like a little, like a Scrooge yeah. uh, mannequin next to it. So this year I noticed that a lot of people were going ham on the uh, Christmas lights, which mm. was really nice to see because it's such a COVID-friendly 
family activity. Yes. But I have to give props to this one house. I think it was in Oak Bay that I saw, and I thought it was the most effective use of one of those inflatable Santa Clauses <laughs> that are like 20 feet tall. Yes. Because you see those kind of wrapped in with other Christmas lights, and maybe there's like a snowman. But no, this one just had that on the front lawn, <laughs> no lights, yeah. nothing else, just the Santa Claus. And I thought it was hilarious, and it was so effective. It was the one that stood out the most to me. Those types of decorations really make it easy because, Jen, I have done the, like, get up on the ladder and string up the lights. And even, I was doing it on my house, which was, like, one level. Small little cutie bungalow. Stringing the lights, one string, but around the gutters. It's an all-day adventure. So anyone who's stringing up more than that, it's a lot of work. And the people who can get it in a straight line, I'm so impressed. So impressed by that. So now they just got these inflatables (laughs) or they get the the thing where you just like shove a laser shooter in your yard and it shoots lasers at your house. That's great. Plug it in. Done. Yeah. Uh, Power to, yeah. You were talking yesterday Mm -hmm. when I left, you were talking about that thing that was online what restaurant did you think was fancy as a kid? And yeah. then what were the big answers? Well, a lot of people said Fuddruckers, which <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I guess it's a uh, burger chain yeah. that used to be in Victoria, but it's like just like a States burger chain. Okay. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it because obviously the name is fun to say. But yeah, right. No, I've never been to a Fuddruckers. It's just like a really nice burger place. They did like the burgers, like rare. You can like choose the rareness of a burger and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, a lot of people, yeah, agreed with the Pizza Hut how you used to be able to dine in yes. at Pizza Hut. Do you know? I guess you can't anymore. I don't think so. I don't think there's still Pizza Huts that do that. Maybe a few, but... The Pizza Hut near where I grew up in Langley, not only could you dine in, there was a pizza buffet. And there was an ice cream buffet too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was a big that was a big time when I was a kid. Um, do, do Have you ever heard of a place called uh, Big Boy? No. This was like a chain restaurant, like a diner type of thing. I never thought it was fancy, I wouldn't say, as a kid. Mm. They're very popular, like, kind of in the East and in Central Canada and the U.S. And it's weird. They all have, like, a a, a woman's name, but, like, a different woman's name. Oh. For like every, so there's, like, Vera's Big Boy. And then you go to, like, the next town over, and it's, like, Gertrude's Big Boy. <laughs> and there's always a statue of, like, a boy with suspenders, checkered suspenders, holding a big giant burger oh. up. I know that. Yeah. So I I used to remember that being like, oh, wow, a treat. And I bet if I went to one now, I'd be like, oh, wow, I don't want to eat here. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The change of perspective from a kid to an adult. It's wild. You ever been to an Eastside Mario's? Oh, yeah. That was fancy. That's And the big tomato over the door? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I used to go to Mr. Mike's. That was a big fancy time, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Now we can't go to restaurants. <laughs> Just order in. You're not allowed to be there. Were you like kind of blown away and surprised by the news yesterday that they're going to shut down the? I mean, I was a little drinks? surprised. Yeah, because it wasn't much notice, but I can see mm. why they didn't give much notice. Um, and you know, it is just a one day yeah. uh, restriction, and yeah, it does kind of suck. I was just thinking, I was like, oh, okay, I just have to do my liquor store shopping yesterday, yeah. which I, I ended up doing. Was it crazy um, at the stores? It was pretty busy, but I mean, it's been busy for for the whole pandemic, mm-hmm. I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting. I mean, I haven't been going to restaurants and bars or anything for the past long while, so it really doesn't affect me, and it doesn't yeah. affect like a lot of people who've been doing the same thing and just kind of staying home, but for the people who did, you know, maybe are, you know, by themselves and wanted to go to a bar, like, I can understand it is disappointing, Yeah. because um, you're so used to having that huge party 
on New Year's Eve. I can understand it's a little bit disappointing, but there's other ways to celebrate, right? You can stay home and... You know, Zoom a friend. We're so used to that now. Oh, completely. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't factoring it into my New Year's plans at all yeah. going out, you know. Um, but I do, it does break my heart for uh, the people who work in restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I'm not, I don't think a single one of them is listening right now because they work nights generally. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, really, my heart breaks for you. You're counting on, like the whole industry was counting on, okay, maybe we'll have a, you know, a, a real busy night for New yeah. Year's to kind of offset some of the losses we've been having all year. And now it's this, and, and it's too bad. And uh, hopefully, though, people are still going out. Like Dr. Bonnie said, having that meal with your household, mm-hmm. right, supporting the industry, do the takeout thing. I know that's yeah. been our plan is like, how much Chinese food can we eat in one night? Yeah. That's going to be our plan tonight. Totally. And so we're going to do the takeout thing, but um, that's just why we're going to do it in pandemic, I guess. The office is trending all over Twitter today. Because after what feels like all our lives of it being on Netflix mm-hmm. and it being the staple on Netflix, yeah, for so many people, what are we going to watch tonight? Oh, scroll, 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 spend 25 minutes scrolling. I'll just put on The Office and we'll fall asleep and look at our phones. Yeah, it's like the background show that everyone has on for sure. Um, I, my first time watching The Office was through Netflix. Yeah, wow, really? Yeah, I never, I didn't really watch many episodes growing up, so I just binged it as soon as it went on Netflix. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Um, I know Dylan is, like, Dylan has said that The Office is the best show ever. It's a He's, good show. It's a fine show. Yeah, it's a good but show. But that's a really bold claim that he makes, so, okay, God bless. Mm. Um, and, you know, my relationship with The Office, I had hipster friends in, like, uh, you know, end of high school, mm. so they were already watching The British Office. Oh, okay, yeah. So I've been, and I watch that too on DVD, like you get the bootleg DVDs or whatever, and so I have been cursed with the the hipster curse of walking around, and every time anyone brings up The Office, I have to say, the British one's better. Oh. The British one is first and better. Oh, that's it's annoying. I don't yeah. want to say it. It's, I have to. It's a curse. Yeah, When I wonder how you lift the curse. It's a physiological reaction. It just bursts out of me. But yeah, a wow. wizard cursed me, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Dang, sorry to hear that. I know. Maybe I have to steal a certain cup or something. I don't know what it is. Or <laughs> deliver a beer to Ricky Gervais. Is how you <laughs> lift the curse. But the reason it's all trending today is that this is the last day that the office, the U.S. version, will be on Netflix. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, we saw it right last night at my house. We watched the finale. Okay, well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of sad because there is like a comfort thing with it, right? Yes. Yeah, like a lot of people, you know, grew up watching The Office and yeah, it's a comfort thing when you're feeling anxious or whatever and you want something that you don't have to think about. Just having that on is really nice. Yes. It's like a little weighted blanket, you know? <laughs> totally. Yeah, so I could I could see why, pe- why people are kind of like mourning the loss of Office right now. Absolutely. I, I think they're going to do studies on like why <laughs> that particular show at the end of the day for people who even work in offices, mm-hmm. why you would want to go home and relive the cringe <laughs> of that experience again, but I think a lot of people will be uh, maybe spending their New Year's Eve with The Office. In fact, they should time it out so you can like ring in the New Year, you know, you start the episode at this time and maybe that one where Michael is like screaming like, dear God, no, (laughs) no, no, God, no, right that? No, God, please, no, no, no. Like that hits right at New Year's. That'd be a great way to ring in 2021. (laughs) The best way to do, if you're going to do a virtual New Year's Eve party tonight, because uh, you can't be with your friends and family that you usually celebrate with, go for it and have fun with it. And we got a little, few tips here because I told you I did a Christmas Zoom party with my like good friends over in Vancouver, my oldest chums. Right. 
And we all got together, all everyone's girlfriends and wives and husbands and everybody were all together. And it was gr- it was really a fun thing. Like, it was the most fun Zoom time I've had. It can be done in a fun way. Right. So tonight, just so you know, the Zoom uh, app has re- removed their 40-minute limit. Good. So, yeah, you can just chat all night with friends if you want to tonight or you can do that party thing. So what you did, you guys all made your own cocktails or you made the same cocktail? That's right. Yeah, we had two cocktails. We preordained that these were going to be like what we were going to drink. Yeah. And then we all made them at the same time. And then we all had the same. It was really nice. Yeah. super nice. So that's a great thing to do. The other thing, uh, we didn't know we were doing it, Mm -hmm. but set a dress code. Oh. We we like... All dressed up in our Christmas best. Like, I was wearing a shirt and tie, and, like, everyone was, yeah, dressed nicely. And if you set that dress code, it kind of elevates it past of, like, we're all just in our sweatpants always. Yeah. I'm, like, really tempted to dress up tonight because when do I ever get the opportunity to put on something nice? Here I am in a sweatshirt and sweatpants at work because no one's in the office. Are you really? I didn't even see. (laughs) Yeah. No one notices anymore, right? No, no. It's just the overall uniform. So, I mean, yeah, putting on a dress... Once in a while, maybe some lipstick. It really just elevates your mood. It felt really nice to tie a tie. Yeah? I I, I haven't done it all year. <sighs> it felt really, really nice. I'm going to wear a tie and a dress <laughs> and a suit jacket and some high heels. Um, uh, Jackbox is a good thing. Yeah. You Okay, we played the oh. Jackbox where you'd make jokes. Yeah, that one's so fun. Yeah. Well, I've got a very smart sister. Right. She is the smartest person, and she knows everything in every sort of category like she just she just like a wealth of knowledge it's incredible so she's always in control of like the um you know setting up all the tech stuff and everything and she always has a jackbox but she always picks the trivia games and she just annihilates our entire family because like we haven't taken a math class in forever we don't know anything (laughs) there was math in there and yeah so she just you know wins and uh celebrates and we just all sit there drinking and we're like okay this is real fun you know (laughs) And she's also hilarious too. Oh, she's got it all. This sounds great, but maybe take that away from her. Maybe yeah. just do. Maybe <laughs> yeah. do the joke. Can we draw one. a picture instead? How about yeah. that? And She'd win at that too. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, virtual drinking games. Is she good at that as well? Like yeah, flip she, cup she or whatever. Can, yeah, she oh, can God. put them back. She's incredible. <laughs> You're a big fan of the. Uh, <laughs> What? Of the rejected personalized license plates here in oh, British Columbia. Oh, I love that. At the end of uh, the year, <laughs> I look forward to the 911 uh, nuisance calls yeah, uh-huh. of the year yeah. and the rejected license plates, like those like custom license plates um, of the year. Yeah. And there's some good ones on there. I just think they're all so funny because I'm just that immature, you know? Right, right. Um, do you want to hear some of my favorites? Please. Okay. Um, no wife. No wife. <laughs> I don't know Congratulations on your right. divorce, dude. Sorry you hate your wife <laughs> yeah. so much. That's sad. Um, lol oil. I've been seeing ones like that for those like uh, electric vehicles. You know? Why do they get banned? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, rejected. Not banned, just rejected. Rejected. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, why though? I'm not sure. Um, Omnoms was another one of my favorites. <laughs> what is wrong with these? These are whole like. I know these are these are wholesome, right? Yeah. Bort. I like Bort. The Bort is a Simpsons joke. I can't yeah. believe they rejected Bort. And then Ass Man. That's a Seinfeld joke. Yeah. All right, quit living in the 90s, everybody. I know <laughs> I'm the same way. All my references are Seinfeld or Simpsons, but come on. But I had one that reminded me of your dad. Oh, it was Pickleball. 
Hell yeah, dude! Yeah. Why are they rejecting? Pit? I, I have to know. imagine these are already taken. They're either already taking, or like maybe they're just a little distracting because they're funny. Like they're just wholesome and funny. Is that what they're doing? Here? I don't know what would get accepted then. I'm thinking about what I would put on my custom license plate, and I don't know. Like Uncle Jenny, <laughs> is that allowed? There uh, was uh, Grunkle was not allowed. Rejected. Grunkle, like great uncle. Oh, really? Because I bet if you look up on, like, Urban Dictionary, a grunkle is something probably oh, really right. obscene. <laughs> That's probably true. Um, Batman was rejected. Oh. Why? What could be possibly wrong with that? Heinz 57. I guess that was, like, a copyright issue or something. Okay. Interesting. Um, F. Carbs. Someone's trying to really commit to the keto vibes in 2020. Okay. Sure. Sure. Pikachu was rejected. Why? I d- oh, maybe it's a copyright again. Yeah, thick, not allowed. Well, how do they spell Three it? Three C's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And then 2020, I think that one is just banned in general. Yeah. Triggering at this point. That's right. We're trying to move on from yeah. that. Leave it behind. <laughs> Getting ready for a real nice, quiet New Year's. Mm-hmm. I was even wondering if people would be going outside to bring in the new year, you know? Oh, banging pots and pans. Yeah, but now I'm thinking that it's just going to rain so much all day today that probably people will, you know, it'll be like 11.58 and people will look out the window and be like, nah. I don't know if I'm going to make it to midnight tonight. I think I might just fall asleep at last call. Really? At 9? 8 o'clock. Yeah. Bars close at 9. You can go to sleep? Have have a little sleep time. Wow. Get a really good sleep for the new year. Wake up feeling rested. Woo. (laughs) We were talking before (laughs) about like the apps that are good for if you want to bring in the new year's with friends. Get on Zoom or House Mm -hmm. Party or Jackbox, whatever those ones. Apple had to ban an app from their app store that promoted secret parties during pandemic. What was the app? I don't even want to tell you the name okay. of it. Yeah, because we don't want to promote it. I get that. I'll tell you. Okay, sure. Why not? Vibe Together. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst title ever. so bad. Do you want to vibe together tonight? <laughs> Connect with me on Vibe. This it was actually promoting that. People getting together in person. Vibing. Secret parties, meet up with strangers, whatever. Oh, my Flout the rules. And Apple was like, no, we're not putting this in the App Store anymore. And they, they pulled it. Oh, good. Good for Apple. They vow they'll be back. And it's just like, okay, great. Be back when the pandemic's over. How about that? Yeah, that's probably what they mean. They don't have a party. <laughs> Vibe together. Wow. How very, very ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so please, vibe apart tonight. <laughs> vibe I, apart. I really think that Dr. Bonnie should take this on and, and be like, you know, we need to be safe and let's let's vibe, but vibe safely and apart. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's okay if I tell you the name of the Vibe Together app anyways, because, you know, it's pulled down. It's banned from the Apple oh, yeah, Store. You can't gone. get it now. But I, I didn't even say this, the funniest part. Vibe mm-hmm. is spelled V-Y-B-E. Of course it is. <laughs> Like Firefest. Yeah, of course. Like other stupid things. <laughs> Do you remember that in May, a group of monkeys broke into a laboratory and <gasps> stole blood samples from suspected COVID-19 patients? Okay, that could have been so bad. Fun to laugh now. Yeah. That nothing really bad happened from that. Because that could have taken it to a whole new level. That was out of a movie, it felt like, when that story came out. They got into a lab, got all the blood, yes. took off with it, and then they couldn't find the monkeys. And not a 
good movie either. No, bad, not one bad that turns movie. out for us. Yeah, it's either that's like Planet of the Apes or maybe even Twenty Eight Days Later. Start yeah, like that. Yeah, it's the start of one of those movies for sure. Okay. They um, found the monkeys though, right? And then all the blood samples were intact. I don't actually know how that story ended. So. Okay. Well. <laughs> so if you know, like superpower COVID monkeys are in twenty twenty one. Now you know why. <laughs> yep. On a lighter note, mm. this year was the year that uh, TikTok really kind of blew up, right? You're on TikTok. Yeah, I got a TikTok. I, uh, I heard it's it a lot of fun. It is. It's addicting, though. Um, there was a couple of guys from over in the Surrey who got pretty famous this year from not they were playing one of those TikTok games where you answer trivia questions. Mm-hmm. And not only did they not know who Leonardo da Vinci was, but they also didn't really know how to pronounce his name. Like, no concept. <laughs> And so this is what the TikTok sounded like. Who painted the Mona Lisa? Oh, Mona no. Lisa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Da, da Vinci? Vinci? <laughs> <laughs> the answer came da up. Vinci? Da, Vin- da Vinci? They were like, Da, da Vinci? Vinci? <laughs> so there you go. If you're playing any, you know, Zoom trivia party games with your friends and family tonight for New Year's, just if you're stuck for an answer, they, mm-hmm. Da Vinci is the da answer. Vinci. Just say it with the confidence and in a kind of a questioning way. Da Vinci? Da Vinci? Of course, the big news today in uh, BC is that liquor sales will have to be stopped at 8 p.m. tonight. And I know there's a lot of, you know, mixed feelings about this, of course. But I, I do have to say, I do feel for the restaurant industry. And I know that, like, when last call comes in a restaurant, it's really hard to get people out of a bar. So having that last call come at 8 o'clock... I could imagine it'd be pretty difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm thinking of like some techniques that I've seen in the past that have worked for bars. Okay. Uh, one that I love is the use of music in order to get people out of the establishment. Like sure. have the music so just like repulsive that you need to leave. Um, I know that the Drake downtown, one of their go-tos is uh, the Jurassic Park theme song. They start playing this at the end of the night. We want to drink a beer and celebrate, but yeah, I understand that a lot of people wouldn't like that. How do you react to this? How do you casually have a beer with a friend when this is happening? The other one I was thinking, um, Cotton Eye Joe, I think would be a good one. Yeah. Oh, there it is. That's why he said Cotton Eye Joe before. That's why why he said this cursed song. Uh, It is cursed, but... But it's also like people get amped on Cotton Eye Joe. This is, is why true. they play it at hockey games and whatever because it riles people up. So do you yeah. want people to leave or do you want oh. them to start doing that like hoedown, kicking out in the side dance and you know ramping things up another 10 notches? Yeah, honestly, that I didn't really think about that. I know that, um, yeah, that one can really hype someone up. But I think it has the opposite effect for a lot of people. People want to avoid it at all costs. Now, or is he could just like start playing some Christmas music. Okay. Because everyone's kind of sick of Christmas music at this point, Certainly, right? It's yes. like it's not allowed to be heard anymore because no, it's no. past Christmas. The one song that I've been listening to, and it's been my tradition now, is uh, the Ying Yang Twins uh, Christmas song. Of course. There's one called Ho 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 that I, I personally like, but I think everyone else on the planet just likes. Okay. Oh, wait, no, that's not <laughs> Okay, this one. Yeah, your face doesn't look good. You don't look happy about it. It's very festive, though. 
no, I don't think this would get me to leave a bar either. I'd be like, oh my gosh. Oh, we're kicking things up. <laughs> wow. Yin Yang Twins, Christmas. All right. <laughs> Have a really, really great New Year's Eve, whatever you're up to. Mm. Uh, be safe, be chill, and all that. You know, it's been an awful year. Hopefully, 2021 is re- really going to start to feel like we're on the upswing of things. Yeah. And, Paul, I hope you have fun playing Monopoly tonight with your housemates. I and- hope I get to play Monopoly. They're very anti-Monopoly in my house, and I bought it for them for Christmas, and they were mad about that, and now they don't want to play it with me, but I hope someone just plays Monopoly with me. And I hope they, they do, because you were saying you wanted to play Strip Monopoly. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you could just start stripping every time you get a property, and then they'll be like, what's going on? What was he doing? Yeah. And then they'll catch on. I guess you have to consent to that, though, right? Clothes are always just coming off of my house. That's, that's so true. Thing, You're right? always just, like, just, naked, aren't you? It's just a lot of, like, I'm tired of wearing this. <laughs> Your poor uh, roommates. <laughs> <laughs> have fun. Thank you so much. You're Happy welcome. New Year. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.